0: Making waves, inspiring change, opening doors to an equal future. Here on the and Global on Wheels Disability Advocacy Podcast, host ming Candidate journeys with an array of guests through the multifaceted world of disability advocacy. Guests will share their insights and will discuss some of today's most crucial questions and topics, as well as provide perspectives into the current disability rights movement and lifestyles of people around the world. Let's make waves together in the disability movement. Enjoy the episode.
1: Kristen Duquette, welcome to Trades and Global on Wheels podcast series. I'm so happy to have you join us. She is she has worked for President Barack Obama, spoken at the United Nations headquarters, and represented the United States on the U.S. Paralympic swim team. Kristen is a five-time American Paralympic. Record holder, three-time junior national record holder and the former captain of the U.S. Paralympic swim team for the 2010 Greek Open. Kristen is currently an analyst inside FEMA's Transit Security Grant Program with its mission to prevent and mitigate terrorist attacks for transit systems. In addition, Kristen is the Director of Diversity and Inclusion for FEMA's Women's Forum. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so
2: much, Ming, for having me on. I'm so excited.
1: So why is staying fit um, important for individuals with disabilities?
2: Oh, gosh. Do we have the time? Uh, I
1: mean,
2: oh, gosh, you know, we could. Dive into statistics, we could dive into different data that there is. Um, I'm not saying that there's a lot, but there is about if you become sedentary, what that does to your body. And I think that there's kind of this struggle between seeing that in a sense of having disability in a medical model sense versus a social sense. Um, I think being physical is a choice, being physically active. Um, But maybe that alludes to how society generally sees that if you are physically disabled, that kind of means not that you're not active but that you shouldn't necessarily take pride in your body. And I see being physically active as a way to take pride in my body, in my physical sense, uh, despite general uh, norms of having pressure to think otherwise. In a medical sense, we know that, you know, it's so beneficial for you. It's, It's so great for your heart, your blood circulation, for your mental health, for your emotional health. For you know, someone like me, for my muscles, I know in a personal sense, um, being physical, uh, physically active, uh, since there is no treatment or cure for the specific kind of muscular dystrophy that I have, um, swimming keeps my condition relatively stable. So that's another reason why I have just always been in love in the water, subconsciously, also. Um, But I think going back to your main question, um, being physically active, I I would love for disabled people to know that there's a certain level of confidence that you gain from being physically disabled and then also excelling very well or excelling at, at your own personal level in something physically active. And it's so beneficial for you. To be able to take pride in your body and own your body in a way that society is not necessarily really outright telling you at this moment. But rather, whether that happens or not, you should at least own every part of your sense of self. And I think that uh, is definitely your body, also.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, that's a great answer. What are some exercises that? people can do, so I know swimming is definitely one of them. How how else do you try to stay fit?
2: Right, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I have such a, a crazy schedule that I try to at least swim once a week, and then if I swim more than once a week, I think I'm somehow training for the Paralympics again, which in reality, I ate like a burger and fries the night before and chocolate cake. Aside from that, I do think that I come across this all the time, right? So I have a stationary leg cycle um, at my apartment where um, I think it was like $80 off of Amazon a while back. And I just hook my legs up to it. It comes at various um, uh, degrees and it has a timer and I just cycle. So at least I can get um, aerobic exercise in then, um, after all the years of training, um, and, and before I was training, I was going to physical therapy after I trained, um, actually recently I pulled a, a tendon in my arm and I had to go back to physical therapy. And, um, I got back into the different kind of weights I could use, uh, the different bands, uh, the different stretches. Uh, so there's a lot that, you know, even someone in the kind of mobility stage that I'm in, there's doubt, da- you can get very creative with, um, for instance, the, I, I have different level bands, you could tie them into a door, a doorknob, and do arm rows, and pull your arms back, uh, and squeeze your shoulder blades together, um, different things like that, it's, Definitely finding a professional that knows your body really well, if you don't, and, and even if you do, right, I think I know my body very well, I've trained for years, and I still go to a professional here and there, because sometimes it's so much easier, It's and more safe to have a professional in front of you, and see what you can do compared to what you mentally think that you can do, and how far you can go, especially... For someone also with my kind of personality that's very, at times, type A and, and pit bull, like that I can take things on that I actually really cannot. Um, so I would say find a, a physical therapist or a trainer and see all the different fun little toys that you can buy and get and have a heyday of the different weights and, and things like that. But yeah, there's... Um, I don't want to say because I don't want to say there's no excuse to not uh, be physical um, because I I definitely do think that there are barriers for various kinds of disabilities but if you are someone that is seriously interested in trying something new there are various avenues that you
1: certainly can pursue. Um, So I think we'll just cover this briefly now because it most relates to to the, um, the topic of fitness, what should be changed about how beauty and sexuality is portrayed in the media regarding individuals with disabilities?
2: Oh Ming, we do not have time to tell, for me to say everything, oh gosh, uh, this is something that I've been very passionate about for quite like, some time, uh, a few years, um, I mean especially in our media sense I I feel for anyone whether they're disabled or not and they don't feel like they are being represented in mainstream media or if they are they're not being represented properly Um, and as we know for people with disabilities if you are represented. It's probably portrayed by an able-bodied actor. Um, what is the narrative? Um, and usually that character is described with struggling with their disability, um, such as the Me Before You movie, which I wanted to visibly get sick over when I watched it. Um I I also think in our beauty sense, as we recently saw in Vogue, Teen Vogue's uh, September issue, uh, there's more disabled models um, that we're showcasing in our fashion world, and we're also seeing that in the makeup industry too, with um, people that have different tones of skin color um, altogether. Uh, it's it's gonna be hard. Um, I mean, it already is hard. It's going to be a process. I I definitely believe that representation of all human forms matter. Um, But I think the way to do that, and maybe this is where our technology comes into play with social media and having a more active voice online or things like that can really showcase Uh, women or men uh, with different disabilities doing really incredible things Um, I think that is one of the great things that is making uh, the world a bit smaller if we want to talk about social media and and technology and the internet and our cell phones Um, but I do think that altogether our culture is slowly changing to be more represented It's definitely not there. I'm not sure it will ever be perfect. I don't think it will. Uh, But as we can see, it is slowly changing.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and came away with some information that you can now take with you to create your own change. If you would like more information about Traipsin Global on Wheels, please visit traipsinglobalonwheels.com. And that's Traipsin, T-R-A-I-P-S-I-N. And for updates and other TGOW-related news, follow our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook, both with handles Trapes and Global on Wheels, and then also LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find the links below in the description box or on our main channel page. We sincerely appreciate your support, and we'll catch you again next time.